So, hold on. Uh, today, I was going to uh, head to my school to work on the weekends because I like the little separation. Sure, of, sure. You know, home life, work life. And I'm, I'm heading out to my car, and someone is um, getting their groceries out of the back of their car, and I'm pretty sure they pooped their pants. <laughs> what? Uh, what? But I just pretended that I didn't notice it happening. It was just a very prolonged fart noise. So. Oh, okay. And and they didn't realize I was there, but then they were like, oh, hello. I was like, good morning. I just pretended. I played it cool. So. I would happened. have been, I would have either laughed or been way too awkward. So, you know what? You're the best of us, Jimmy. But it was very juicy, and it, I'm not joking. It was about four seconds long. Oh god! Which is a, that's a long time. Yeah, for it to just be air. But it was like they were reaching into their car to get the groceries, and that's when it happened. Like the the process that just expediated it, oh, and okay. it was the right age of someone that could happen that could happen to. So, oof. Best wishes to them. <laughs> um, Hope they're doing all right. Also, Holden, you're frozen on my screen, and we're not reviewing Frozen this week. So oh, yeah, that's my bad. Yourself. I'm going to unfreeze. Hold on. There we unfreeze. go. There we go. Perfect. Sweet. Now I, there we go. Sweet. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthi. Just let me grip my groceries here. It was a lot worse than that. But. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Woo. I made sure to get the pronunciation right. I've been like, ever since you corrected me last week, I've been, like everyone's been saying like, oh, you're going to go see Shang-Chi this week? I'm like, no, it's not that. You would be that, Holden. You would be the one who headset it incorrectly this entire time and then go around correcting people just yeah. days before. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, angry. I'm just like, well, I actually found out it's, it's Shang-Chi. I'm not, like, yelling at them. <laughs> Holden, you're so politically correct, am I right? <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm more of a Mac than a PC. That one movie podcast. <laughs> First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Hold on, I'm not going to acknowledge your PC joke. Okay, that's fine. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Tom's is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron's somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. All right, Holden. We got some trailers. We got a couple trailers. Which trailer are we talking about first? We're talking about Red Notice. Um, I actually, I, I had seen this was released earlier in the week. I just, I didn't go out of my way to watch it. Jimmy, Jimmy's the one who suggested we talk about it for the podcast. Um, but new Netflix movie, I'm pretty sure we had mentioned it before briefly cause it's, it's looking to be a big deal. It's a Netflix movie, action spy movie starring Dwayne, the rock Johnson, 
Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. So yeah, three big names, big Netflix movie. I think this has, I mean, just in names alone, I feel like this could become their biggest movie, which has been Army of the Dead, I think. I think people it's will. whatever they released last it's yeah. always that yeah that's true it was always that uh what'd you think of the trailer jimmy um i mean i like the idea of this kind of buddy cop almost movie between ryan reynolds and uh the rock and i like gal gadot or gadot or however you How- pronounce her last name however you actually do it yeah um just email us gal yeah whenever whenever you get the chance just email big fan of the podcast um and so that sounds really promising i think the rock and and ryan reynolds could have great chemistry but you know ryan reynolds is apparently very hit or miss with me because two of my (laughs) least favorite movies of all time are ryan reynolds movies um, but I also really enjoy some of his movies, wait, is, and I like him as a person, and I like the way he goes about advertising. So, wait, is Free Guy really on that list for you? I just really did not like oh, okay. it. But the Hitman's Bodyguards is on that list. I'm okay. sure the second one would probably also be on that list. I'm really, I just really do not enjoy. I'm really bad at reading like the phonetic stuff on Wikipedia, but from what I can tell, I'm pretty sure it's Gadot. Based on what well, Wikipedia is telling me. What I can tell you for certain <laughs> is that whenever Holden does find out what it truly is, he will go around correcting people. No. <laughs> it's actually Gadot. It's actually Shang Chiat. I wasn't that obnoxious with it, I swear. <laughs> it's actually Shang Chi. Yeah. I bet you said it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this trailer to me, I, it looks somewhat entertaining. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think that to, uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson and Ryan Reynolds could have some good chemistry. The action looks like it's pretty good. It's a globe trotting uh, adventure. Yeah. Holden. A globe trotting adventure, uh, a spy slash heist movie. It looks like, which is cool. Um, I don't well, know. Catch me if you can. No. Not really. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? <laughs> no, I just was. They're trying to catch her, and she's like, "Catch me if you I can." Think, I don't think it's really catch me if you can. Um, <laughs> it's a real West Side Story. Yeah, yeah. It's more. It's a yeah. real Ready Player One. <laughs> I mean, I think this. Yeah, I mean, I I think this could be entertaining. I'll probably watch it just because I like the actors enough and they're enter- they're pretty entertaining. I'm sure it's just going to be the movie that everyone's talking about for like a week straight, so I'll probably want to. And I don't I don't know if we have a slow week that week. Uh, you did mention a little bit ago that we're pretty we'll much We'll see it. I think full. it's our I think it's uh we'll see it that week. Okay. So, so we'll probably talk about it on this podcast here. Um I don't know. Uh I give the trailer a, a Bergeron all right. Um, as someone who's colorblind, I don't always notice the color red. Mm-hmm. So maybe this, this movie will help me notice red. It's really an instructional red. video for you. Yeah, of just how to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give it a Bergeron as well. All right. Uh, and then the other one is The Wheel of Time, uh, which this one kind of snuck up. Um, I'd like to buy a vowel. Well, oh, wrong wheel. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wheel of Time 
is a very, very popular fantasy book series. It's one of those series that I think has just had a lot of attempts at adaptations, but it's the, all of them have just been stuck in like development hell con- consistently. Was it um, over? Is Wheel of Time over? Yes, I believe so. But it is a, it's like a really long book series. Like I feel Ooh, like there's a couple dozen books in it, maybe. That many? I don't know. Maybe not quite that many, but I think it's well over a dozen. All right. Um, so it's written by two different authors. Yeah. The original author died before he could finish it. And it looks like there's 14. Oh, okay. 14. Um, Several dozen. I said, I said, I think I said you a couple dozen. I'm pretty sure I said a couple dozen. And then I retracted it. said more than a dozen. Okay. Anyway, uh, it's a very, very beloved fantasy series uh and now there's an amazon series coming out for it um holy smokes these are long books oh i i really don't know anything about the books aside from i know a few people who do enjoy them um but this is it's interesting to me that this i mean amazon is having this and the lord of the rings series come out both so um yeah there's also a prequel called new spring okay so it's kind of 15 Okay. Said so twenty years before the events of the first novel. What do you think? These are long books. What do you think of the trailer, Jimmy? I think it looks like it is trying to cash in on the success of Game of Thrones, and it does not look as good. But I hope it's good. I mean, like I just was like, it just didn't look as good. Yeah, you know, I just had like this sense that they're they're really trying to channel that Game of Thrones energy, which you know. To, like to be fair, who who wouldn't? And then you have an established property that people love. The all the books are finished. Yeah, the books here Take are a crack finished. At it. <laughs> like go for it, absolutely greenlight that. I'm not saying don't greenlight something like this, but it's just like, just like if you're gonna make it, you gotta make it at least. A, it's got to be as good as Game of Thrones. The, that's what everybody's gonna be comparing it to. Yeah, I, I giving it a. I mean, some more benefit of the doubt. This trailer, I just don't think is very good because it doesn't really, I don't know. It, I, it's just like, okay, this is a fantasy world. There's some strange powers and some strange creatures, but it doesn't really tell us anything. Um, and I mean, some, I'm, I, I kind of go back and forth on how much a trailer should tell you, but I mean, I feel like we should know a little bit more than this because I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't know anything about this world yet. So I'm not compelled necessarily to go watch it just based on this trailer alone. Um, I I think it has the potential to be cool. I mean, there's uh, there's certainly some interesting looking things in the trailer, um, but it's really hard to say much about it just based on what we've been given. I mean... For me, I'm, it's not something I'm going to watch right when it comes out. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to prove itself. Yeah. There's got to be hype around it, I would say. Um, I would hope it, I hope it's great. Because yeah. that would mean we're going to get, I mean, at least 14 seasons, one would think, of a, of a show. <laughs> uh, of a very good show. So I, I, hope it, I hope at least the book fans think that it, it does it justice. Yeah. And another layer for me is I've mentioned before, I'm just not super into high fantasy stuff. I think Game of Thrones is kind of an exception for me. Um, Game of Thrones isn't that high of a fantasy, though. I guess that's true. Um, 
so I don't know. Yeah, this will have to prove itself. I've been pretty vocal about me not liking the Lord of the Rings movies that much, so we'll see. Which, I don't know. What's wrong with you, Holden? <laughs> Those are works of art. Okay, so. yeah, they're, I, they're very well-made movies that I just don't enjoy watching. Again, folks, I don't know what's wrong with Holden. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this a uh, Bergeron. I'm going to give it a Bergeron as well, but I'm, I'm hoping these, t- these two trailers, these two things could be really good, and I hope they are, but they could also not be good. I could see The Wheel of Time being an, a flop, because it looks very expensive, but like they didn't, it also just doesn't look good. <laughs> don't know what I don't know. I don't know. I Please mean, I, be good. I think it looks fine, but I I think this could go the way of like the Witcher Netflix series where it's just okay, and then I'll have no desire to watch it. Yeah, except this is more expansive than that. True. Like. So, we'll see. We shall see. What other news is there? Hold on. Um, yeah, so this is interesting. Uh, Venom was just announced to move up the release date, where instead of getting Venom, like, October 22nd or whatever, it's moved up to October 1st. October 1st? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, and so that, um, that helps clear up that weird October chunk a little bit. Um, and now we actually have something that we can we could watch on the first of October for that week. Um, but it this happened like right after Shang or Shang Chi. I almost said Shang Chi. <laughs> wow. wow, you did say Shang Chi. Yeah, uh, after Shang Chi debuted and was like really successful. And so I think the there was some apprehension. Ha- apprehension. I mentioned last week that there were rumors going around that Venom was going to get pushed back. But now that it's showing that superhero movies are still making money, despite the Delta variant and everything, they're they're like, all right, let's move it up and give it a better chance so that it's not crammed against all these other movies. Yeah. Uh, I'll give that a Bombadil. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just kidding. I'll give that a Broca. I just yeah. think it's funny because I think that movie will not be good. No, it won't be. I, I, But I think I have to give it a Broca purely because it does alleviate that end of the month a little bit. Um, and the uh, another thing, another delay um, that helps it a little bit too is Jackass Forever was delayed to February 4th, 2022. Forever. It is delayed forever. Yeah, it's delayed forever. Um, so, it's I mean. The ultimate prank. <laughs> I mean, I don't think this movie is like was going to eat into the profits of a lot of those movies too much, but I think this will help still help uh, both sides. So, Broca for me. Yeah, I mean, out of all the movies that are coming, I mean, I want to see Jackass Forever, but I, I can wait on it. So, yeah, Broca. Yep. Um, what is a little bit more unfortunate is um. Top Gun Maverick was delayed from November to May 22nd, 2022. And that's not the unfortunate part, because who cares about Top Gun Maverick? But yeah, it took, Does that push Mission Impossible yeah, back? Yeah, it what? does push oh, Mission Impossible it. back. Mission Impossible was originally coming out on that date, May 22nd. Now it's coming out September 30th. So we have to wait over a year for that new Mission Impossible movie. Well, that's a bummer. I just don't think we're ever gonna get it. I, like, I do. <laughs> How long has been Top Gun Maverick? Is that been like a two-year delay now? I think, yeah, or close to it, because I think it was originally supposed to come out July of last year, so not quite. But 
Jeez, that's a that's kind of under the radar. No time to die. So yeah, we'll see. I just, I mean, it, it's it sucks for two reasons. Because one, we have to wait like we have to wait longer to get Top Gun Maverick over with, and two, we have to wait longer to actually get <laughs> Mission Impossible, which we are excited for. I do want to see the next Mission Impossible. Maybe then there won't be as much of a gap between the two Mission Impossibles. Perhaps. I, as far as I saw, there was no delay for Mission Impossible 8, so... We'll see. Um. So, Bombadil for that. Yes. Bombadil's all around. Uh, and the last release date I had uh, is that the animated Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie is releasing on December 3rd Bombadil. on Disney+. Plus. Bombadil. <laughs> Bombadil. <laughs> Can't be any worse than Long Haul. But yeah, Bombadil. Uh, Can't wait till that's a listener request. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, first up on news, Black Widow lawsuit. So, uh, this I saw this a couple days ago. So, the Black Widow lawsuit, we've talked about it. But apparently, the Russo brothers have been in negotiations with directing another Marvel movie. However, this Black Widow lawsuit has apparently made the uh, has like made them question how their film will be released and how they'll be paid and now they've reached an impasse in negotiations it wasn't said what movie they were planning on directing i was wondering if it was the captain america falcon movie since they've been strongly associated with that uh series um but yeah what do you what do you think about that well their marvel movies are good (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) Um, I guess a Broca. I don't know. They they Endgame and Infinity War were actually well. No, uh, no. I I guess re- rephrasing this, they they're not sure it's gonna happen now because of the Black Widow lawsuit. Oh, they're not sure that they're gonna do it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Like yeah, they uh, they've they've reached an impasse during negotiations, is what I saw. Uh. Well. Hopefully they figure out a way to to make Disney cave. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, good for them for for standing up to Disney, I guess. I'll give them brocas for not being pushed over by the the Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. Wording it that way, I'll give it a broca too. Uh, news for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh, got apparently. Some some familiar faces from the Loki series are going to be appearing in this movie, uh, and that being uh, Mobius and Sylvie. Mobius and Sylvie. Um, appa- their size and purpose of their roles are unknown at this point, but apparently uh, they they're s- set to be making some sort of appearance. Mobius, huh? Oh, I was thinking Morbius. <laughs> no, I was like Owen that Wilson. was bad. <laughs> Sorry, my mic is being weird, so sorry if there's weird audio things going on right now, but it keeps drooping. Sorry. Uh, yes, Mobius and Sylvie. That's much better than Morbius and Sil- yeah. Sylvie. So <laughs> I will, yes, I'll give that a broca then, because that would be interesting for the multiverse of, of madness. Yeah, broca for me too. I, I'm just, I'll be interested to see if like those characters will be in it in any way that people who haven't seen the Loki series can understand or at least get introduced to them. I don't know. But Brokaw. I hope it's I like completely it. incomprehensible <laughs> for everybody who's not watched the shows. Me too. And then there's a message at the end that's uh, the post credit scene is just 
Bob Chape, the new the new Disney CEO that nobody likes, just going, you know what? This is on you. You need to watch the Disney Plus shows. You owe us eight dollars a month because <laughs> we increased the price. You owe us eight dollars a month. All right, so just fork it out now. Uh, get your credit cards out. You can just scan this QR code on the screen. And then, uh, yeah, we'll take your money and you watch it. And then you buy another ticket to this and you watch this again. All right. Yeah. So there we go. That would be the best after credit scene ever. And we will not give Scarlett Johansson any of the money. (laughs) (laughs) He just gets like really angry when he mentions Scarlett Johansson. We will not give Scarlett Johansson any money. Yep. Yep. Uh, Broke off for this, though. Pretty cool. Sweet. Uh, DC Fandom is returning, uh, returning October 16th. Uh, this time it's only going to be a one day event. Uh, so everything is going to be condensed into that one very long day. I assume, uh, I, they had a whole list probably of probably 24 hours long. Yeah. If I had to make a guess, that, that makes sense. Uh, but it's going to feature updates. They had a whole list of things they were talking about, but just kind of grouping things together. Um, updates on all of the announced DC games. So, you know, Gotham Knights and the Suicide Squad one. Um, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Yes, that one. Uh, their shows, uh, like Harley Quinn, which I'm very excited for that update. Of course, their movies and including Batman. a new Batman trailer. is going Yeah, to be so there. I was going to say, just is there a Batman trailer? That's yes. the only thing I care about. I mean, <laughs> the games, we'll see. I the the Rocksteady one I'm interested in. The Gotham Knights was a huge disappointment from the last gameplay yeah. trailer. So we'll I, see. Yeah, I I mean I'm a, I'm interested in, in just a lot of the news because last year's was like an exciting event. Actually, I was kind of into last, even though I'm not like a huge in a lot into a lot of DC stuff. I was very excited for the whole event. It was cool. Yeah, I'll give it a Brokaw. Brokaw two. Um, okay, so uh, like a month or two ago, we mentioned that South Park, that uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone have a 14 film deal with Paramount Plus. Now, apparently, the first two of these movies is gonna are going to be coming out by the end of this year. Wow. Uh, these, these are South Park movies. Um, the 14 films in total um, are supposedly releasing two a year through 2027. Uh, releasing a long and I think these are all South Park movies at least from what I was this new information I was getting Uh, initially it was kind of unclear but I think these are like kind of South Park specials um, exclusive to Paramount Plus and they will be releasing alongside new seasons so there are seasons of South Park coming out still too so lots of South Park content coming out over the next several years Jimmy yeah nice sweet I mean yeah I I I mean, normally a saturation like this with something like South Park, I'd be questioning, but Trey Parker and Matt Stone are very talented. And if they feel like they can, I feel like they wouldn't be doing this if they didn't think they could. So they probably just like we don't, we wouldn't do the podcast if we didn't think we couldn't. Yeah, exactly. And we, I mean, we can't really, but we think we can. So that's what's important. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I think Brokaw for me. I will as well. Give Although that I, a Brokaw. Actually, no. I'm going Bergeron because this means I'll have to get Paramount Plus <laughs> to watch. There's other good things on Paramount Plus. I just don't want to pay for it. You can just get a free trial with all the different emails. 
I don't know. I that that only worked for me for like HBO's old streaming service. I don't. A lot of the new streaming services are too smart because they'll like ask for your credit card each time, and then they'll recognize you by credit card. Just get a bunch of different credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next up, uh, Jungle Cruise Two is coming. Yes. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Uh, Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt are returning alongside, uh, it seems, the director and screenwriter of the first one. So we got the main crew back for Jungle Cruise 2. Um, I th- <laughs> Zombie Jesse Plemons. Yeah, I was going to say, Not, did, uh, didn't Jesse But this Plemons time he's die? a Nazi. Mark? I couldn't this remember. This time he's a Nazi. Yeah, this time he's a Nazi. Uh, I mean, I would think it'd be so funny if he just came back and played a different role. But like none of the characters recognize him. He's just a completely different character. I'd love that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jungle Cruise, it was a fun time. Um, much better than we expected. We weren't expecting much. So um, I guess Broca? Yeah, I'm excited. I liked the first one. I think it it was really good for half of it. And then the <laughs> other half just was okay. Let's so. get more of like the first half. Let's do a whole movie like that first half, and it, I'd like it a lot more. Who should play the villain if we can't get Jesse Plemons? Um, who's another just like outlandish character actor we like? Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not as, sure he's really a character actor, but as some uh, Soviet guy, <laughs> I'd be done for Willem Dafoe. That's our there prediction. We go. Sweet. Um, next up, uh, so apparently, um, I didn't realize that it was th- coming this soon. But I think last year we had mentioned that they're making like a Halloween 2018 style sequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Apparently, it was set to be coming out this year, but it is coming out later this year on Netflix. Netflix bought the rights to it. No official date has been released yet, uh, but a trailer is coming very soon. What, what do you think, Jimmy? Um, I well, do you need to kind of connect it to the first one? I mean, I guess you—it's just a these people live in the wherever the middle of the country, and then someone stumbles on them, and then they just kill them all. Yeah, know? I don't really the whole family. I mean, I like I think the extent of the connections would be like. Maybe they see like a news article that mentioned the characters' names from the first. I, I I agree. I don't really know how you would connect it very easily. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I I did see that. Um, apparently, it's not like it. It's not literally been how long did that movie come? How long ago did that movie? Like close to fifty years ago. Seventy three. I want to say. Yeah. So close to fifty years ago. It's. I don't think it's literally been fifty years, but it has been a long time because apparently Leatherface is going to be like sixty years old. <laughs> oh, is it, oh, it's so it's a modern reboot. It's like a modern. Like oh, I see what you're saying. It's well, yeah, it's a it's like take on it. Yeah, so like it's it hasn't been like real time since then, but it has been quite a long time since the first the events of the first movie. Leatherface is just in a nursing home. Well, that's why I'm like he's a sixty year old man. I mean, I guess you can have pretty intimidating large sixty year old men, but he's he's still he's old. I don't know. Um. Well, we'll see. I guess. Well, then his whole family's dead. Yeah. So. That's they they added a lot of like. 
that, that was part of the i mean they were leatherface is like you know intimidating he's got like a big skin face on but they they were more of characters than he was they're more of like a intimidating cannibalistic family you know i hope they're all dead except the grandpa's still alive yeah. <laughs> that would they're be still good. trying to hand him the hammer or whatever <laughs> it is he just still can't quite get a grip on it uh yeah i mean it's coming out on netflix so that's cool we'll have access to it uh i guess we'll see when it's released and if it's any good if we'll talk about it on the podcast um it's directed by the guy who directed the evil dead reboot which apparently was actually pretty good from like 2012 so i don't know we'll see we'll see i don't know i think parts of the first one hold up very well and i think other parts are just really cheesy which i know is kind of a hot take but i love the first one a lot it's one of my favorite horror movies yeah yet you don't like the lord of the rings so what (laughs) they're two like completely different movies yeah (laughs) uh i'm gonna give this uh brokaw sure more accessible sure i'll give it a bergeron because we'll see leatherface is old convince me that's a good uh, good movie (laughs) and then the the last two pieces of news we don't really have to give our takes on just because they're pretty basic uh the last of us pilot has apparently finished filming so that's cool it's on its way to being completed i don't know why they're calling it a pilot because it already has a season order so it's basically just the first episode is done um and then apparently we're getting a playstation showcase this week yeah big showcase thursday yeah so we'll we'll cover that next week on the show that's exciting it sounds like it's gonna have a lot of information so i'm I'm pretty excited for it yes uh the only other thing i have to guess was a story kind of along those lines is that the horizon forbidden west there was not going to be a free upgrade from ps4 to ps5 Mm. even though they had said there was going to be one well it was like there was going to be only on certain editions of the game it was like if you got the really expensive special editions or whatever you would get the free upgrade and then they're like fine whatever free upgrade (laughs) which makes sense to me um and then i guess there were like the really expensive ones like didn't even come with a disc or something yeah you get a steel book of the game but there was a disc there was no disc in the steel book that's what i saw that too i'm like what's what's (laughs) (laughs) you're paying i don't know i I mean i you know i get that a lot of people are going more towards digital games and stuff but you're paying like 250 dollars for this big edition comes with like a statue and stuff why wouldn't you just want a disc it comes with a disc drive yeah no disc just kidding it doesn't but that'd be (laughs) funny um but yeah like you said it comes with a steel book like what's the point of the steel book it's like those games that you can buy in the store for the switch that are that they have the case but they're digital only downloads i don't understand that i don't either i mean why just just buy it digitally am i right holden yeah i mean if you want (laughs) i'm not gonna but go ahead um yeah so i don't understand where they're going with that one but uh yeah that's all the that's all the news hold on let's talk about shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and the lord of the rings
So Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, newest MCU film, um, and it's a new superhero, obviously, uh, Shang-Chi. Um, it's, it, I mean, it's it's really the kickstart to Phase 4. I've, I've been seeing a lot of, like, headlines and stuff say that, because Black Widow was kind of just whatever. This is this is more of the kickstart to Phase 4, well, okay, not counting for, the TV shows. Yeah, I was going to say the TV shows, I mean, Loki and WandaVision, I feel like are more, well, and to a much smaller extent, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, whatever they call that show. <laughs> I have to think about it every time I try to say the title of it. Um... Those are really, in my opinion, the Kickstarter yeah. to, to phase four. But uh, before we dive into it, this is our non-spoiler review. Don't worry, we won't spoil anything um, like Holden always wants to do. He just spoils everything. That's spoiled not, Spiral. Not, spoiled a bunch of things. Uh, well, neither of us spoiled Spiral. So, okay. um, But yeah, if non-spoiler review, so if you haven't seen it yet, you're okay. We'll get into spoilers later. We'll let you know when it happens. You can use the time codes in the description to jump over it. Uh, So yeah, Shang-Chi. It's sorry if you can hear my dog panting. I think she just came back from a walk and she just wandered into the room where I'm recording. She came over and just started loudly panting into the mic. (laughs) Um, So... Yes, this movie, uh, Shang-Chi is about my age, I guess. He's in your class, which is interesting. But this movie must take place in like 2022 or 2023 or something. Yeah, because uh, I think the MCU is a few years ahead of us. But he's your age, canonically, Holden. Isn't that exciting? Wow. So relatable to you. <laughs> Shang-Chi, and, well, his name's Sean, I guess, and his friend Katie, right? Yep are living their best life. They're valet drivers. They're having a good time. Uh, but what they're not city do they live in? I can't remember. San Francisco. Okay, San Francisco. They they show all the... they. <laughs> I love how they establish San Francisco by there's like five consecutive shots of just the most five recognizable oh, yeah, San that's Francisco right. things <laughs> consecutively. And then they throw that. a little Ghirardelli, uh, you know, uh, cameo there too. So I just thought that was funny that it was just blatantly San Francisco, unapologetically. They should have showed the That's So Raven home or whatever. Or did they tear that down? I've never watched That's So Raven, so. Um, took place in San Francisco, Holden. Um, so, yes, Shang-Chi. He's got a whole family past that he's going to uncover and kind of be this person he was his his history is not as it seems to his friend Katie and there's a there's a bunch of of shenanigans that that happen I don't know what else should we say I think that's that's pretty good his relationship with his father and his mother are very important I would say Mm -hmm. and his family in general yeah his family plays a core part of the, the narrative and yeah I would just say that there's a lot of hand-to-hand combat, martial arts. Yep. Uh, a lot of uh, fantastical elements. Yep. And it's just it's a little bit and and those are the things that differentiate it from the other Marvel movies. I would say. I um I liked this movie a lot. I did too. Um I think this is I was trying to decide. I mean, 
I still think, like, I, I think you said Infinity War is your favorite Marvel movie. It's, and I don't think this is better than that. I'm trying to think of, like, the last, like, solo movie that I like more than this. I didn't really come to a good conclusion on that when I was going through. But Thor this, Ragnarok? Yeah, that's kind of, I, I was kind of wondering about that. I do like Thor Ragnarok a lot. But this is the best one in a while. I would say it's better than it's better than Far From Home. It's mm-hmm. better than Black Widow. It's better than Captain Marvel. Yeah. It's better than Ant better than the Wasp. <laughs> I would say it's better than Doctor Strange. Yeah. It's better th- I would put it like upper half Marvel. Yeah, I would too. I like it and I I mean lots of people like Black Panther. I do like it more than Black Panther personally. Um but this I, this movie is is pretty great. I think one of the I, I don't know if this is good praise or bad praise, but one of, but one of the things I I noticed is that for the most of the movie it just doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. Like there's a good chunk of this. I mean, yeah, you've got your re- references, your cameos strewn in, but f- there's like chunks of this movie where I just kind of forgot it was a Marvel movie. I was like, oh, this is just a in my mind i think in my subconscious i was thinking oh this is a kung fu action superhero movie still but it it just didn't necessarily feel like your typical marvel movie for a lot of it no and that was that was refreshing Mm -hmm. um i thought it was more organically funny and character driven funny than like oh it's marvel let's try to make a joke here yeah funny yeah there. I mean, there are attempts at humor, most of which that land in this, but it, yeah, it's not just throwing it. I mean, Black Widow had this a lot where it was just like awkward jokes thrown in that didn't really, they just kind of killed the pacing of the scene. It was more of just like, yeah, characters would be having a conversation that advances plot or character development and something they say is funny. What you actually have funny characters. It's not characters who are trying to say something funny. Like, I feel like in Black Widow, it's like, oh, we're pretty serious characters, but now we need to say something. We need to have a joke. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to say something that's like a joke or respond to someone who's trying to be funny. But Whereas no, this, yeah. it's like these people are actually lighthearted kind of jokesters. Yeah. Or just completely out of like just socially awkward or, you know, weird mm-hmm. or crazy that it, it's just funny. I think the characters in general in this movie... I don't really dislike any of them, honestly. I, I think they're all very good. Um, Simu Liu, who plays Shang-Chi, um, he's great. I think he's... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, you joked about it earlier, but I do relate to him a lot, actually, in this movie. Because a lot of his, his character arc, him and Katie's character arc, is like they just, they just don't know what to do. And they're kind of content with not doing a lot. And it's just like the world they live in. I and I mean, in some ways, I relate to that because I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what I want for my career and everything. Um, but I, I mean, I just I thought they were great. I actually, Aquafina, I'm a mixed bag on usually. I think sometimes she's really annoying, but I thought she was pretty great here too. I thought she was really funny. Yeah, I thought I liked her character. I thought she fit in. They were they had really good chemistry. I think yeah. there could have been her character could have gotten annoying, but I just think their chemistry worked so well and their friendship was so believable. Well, and that I was on board. And it, it helps because we were able to relate to her because she is she's the fish out of water in a lot of this movie. She's the perspective character, and so I, I, 
it's it's kind of interesting having i guess that um comedic relief quote-unquote character also be that integral to our viewing experience yeah and um i mean our antagonist is actually a character yeah <laughs> like, actually has great. uh motivations that make sense and he's a human uh which is which is great mm-hmm. um and uh compelling and intimidating and has an interesting lore associated with him so i thought that was great i just thought the whole family dynamic was excellent um and um, then there's other side characters that join the adventure too that are fantastic and completely unexpected <laughs> and <laughs> redeem and in my opinion redeem a lot of aspects of older movies that i did not enjoy at all um yeah i I, uh, I had a lot of fun one of the things i do want to mention and i won't obviously i won't go into details about this but um i think this movie interests me also because it doesn't just rely on like obvious marvel mcu references to connect it there's a lot of like deeper cuts to this movie that i'm like oh okay well this it kind of brings parts of older movies that have kind of been forgotten about and it brings them back and it makes it all feel more interconnected so it brings it makes those older movies feel more connected makes this feel more connected it's just and even if cool. the connection is even if the connection is lost on you like there's a pretty major connection that happens i mean not yeah. a significant one but a, just like a major i don't i don't know how to describe it it plays this this kind of connection to an older movie plays a significant role in the second half of the movie in terms of just screen time and entertainment value but if that connection is lost on you you really don't miss out on anything you're just kind of like oh i'm this and here's kind of a recap of why i'm here and this and here we go Mm -hmm. because like i went to this with emily and she didn't remember that part of an older movie and i'm like uh but she still enjoyed what what would that connection was yeah they do associated with it they do a pretty good job on on that that part you're talking about they do a pretty good job of catching up the audience if they don't remember um yeah i mean i i guess elephant in the room that we somehow haven't really addressed yet is that the fight scenes in this are incredible i Um, did not like the very first one of the movie and i was like "Uh uh-oh and then i liked everything else in the movie though I thought the first, very first scene where they kind of established this flashback. Oh, yeah, the opening. I thought was very cheesy um, and almost laughable. Yeah. But it, I thought it, it looked like it, a Dynasty Warriors game. <laughs> but I thought it worked very well the rest of the movie, although it did get a little CGI galore at the end. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think, yeah, the very, very final battle, even though I think the whole the whole climax of the movie is made up of these, like, smaller kind of bouts, battles, and I think some of those parts, for the most part, are really pretty good, um, but yeah, it's just kind of the very end of that climax that kind of gets a little lost in what made the rest of the action scenes so good, but yeah, I mean, the first... The first half especially is just so that the, all the action scenes that happen there are so good. And the movie wastes no time getting to it either. I was like surprised how quickly they got to like the first big kung fu action scene. Yeah, I um, was too. I was like, oh, this is happening already. Yeah. Um, and to, even and I mean, for a while there, there's a pretty consistent string of like every 
you know, 10 minutes, there's another one. Yeah. And it was, and they're all choreographed excellently. I really, I mean, this is a movie that I would genuinely be interested to see behind the scenes stuff on because there is CG in those, in those scenes, but the majority of the actual combat is like in camera. It's, it's it, like they train to do that. And from, I, and Simu Liu, he does most of the stunts. I think he does most of the actual, the, the fighting. I'm sure the more dangerous stuff he probably has a, a stunt person do, but most of the fighting is him. I think er, most everyone who does the fighting in this movie, it's, it's, they don't use a stunt person. They, they did most of the training themselves, which is cool. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? The, the guy who plays the dad, Tony Lung or Lung. I, I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah. I apologize, yeah, yeah. But exceptional. Yeah. It was fantastic. I, yeah. Kind of stole the show, honestly. I was kind of, and he's apparently just a very, very famous Chinese actor. And a lot of his, I, I, I'm interested to see some of his movies. Like I, I, he's in some very critically well-received movies from the nineties, early two thousands. That seems to be when a lot of his most famous stuff was made. So kind of want to check that out. Cause I agree. Yeah. He did steal the show in, in regards to performance. Um, but yeah, I mean, Overall, I just thought this was just a really good time. And it's one of those two that if you haven't been on the Marvel bandwagon, you could still go to this one. Mm-hmm. I think you don't need to really... I mean, it, it, like you have your post credit scenes that tie it into the MCU and all that. But really, you don't, you, you don't need to... I mean, there's references to Thanos snapping half the population, but you don't need to know that stuff to understand the plot. So if you just kind of yeah. want to see a good one-off martial arts movie, Shang-Chi is a good place to go. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what they do with him in the future. I mean, with how this is doing, this this movie's sh- shattered the previous Labor Day box office records even like outside the pandemic, which um, is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So, I mean, it seems to be doing very well box office, so I'm sure we'll get a sequel announcement for some time down the line, and then he'll I'm sure he'll show up and whenever next big Avengers crossover thing there is. I'm just, yeah, I'm very interested to see where they go with him. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm ready to give my rating. Holden, how about you? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. What's your score, Jimmy? I'm going to go eight and a half. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at too. Eight and a half. Yeah. I think it's very solid entry. I'm, it was enjoyable. I, I liked it. I'm excited to see these characters continue in the MCU and, and be connected in their interactions with the other characters. Cause I think they could have good dynamics with, you know, the other Marvel heroes. So I'm yeah. excited. Gets me ready for phase four and, uh, bring on the Eternals. Yeah. Bring on the Eternals. Yes. We're one for two on phase four right now. So that's <laughs> yes. All right. Holden, let's dive into spoilers. Spoilers for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, yeah, so I, um, I want to mention some of the, the references to past movies. Um, the first one, which is just like a brief thing. It was also in the trailer, but I, I, going into 
connections to other parts of the MCU long forgotten as they brought back Abomination <laughs> very yeah. briefly. Uh, he's He was the villain from way back in the 2008 Incredible Hulk movie played by Tarantino veteran Tim Roth, <laughs> 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 which I think I still think is very funny. Uh, apparently he did uncredited vocals for this too. Um, yeah, they brought him back. And I mean, I, he was never anywhere close to my favorite villain or anything, but it's just, I mean, it's cool because that movie is never referenced. Um, even though, and it happened. So I feel like they should reference it. They even, um, I mean, I know you haven't been, I don't think you have been keeping up on what if, but one of the, what if not. Yeah. One of the, what if episodes actually goes back to the events of that movie a little bit. I'm like, geez, they're just (laughs) suddenly there's a resurgence in interest for that movie, even though it's not very good. So, I mean, I think that's cool just in and of itself. Um, but yeah, the, the other big one is, uh, bringing back, Trip. Yeah, but well, before we do that, oh, oh, sure. Wong Wong is in it too. Oh yeah, Wong, Wong seems like he's going to be kind of the uh, liaison or chauffeur for Shang Chi and and Katie as they enter the MCU. Well, yeah, and I mean he's I mean he's pop. It seems like he's going to be popping up in a lot of stuff. We saw him briefly in the new Spider Man trailer. I'm sure I'm he's going to be in the new Doctor Strange. I mean, I like Wong a lot he's if he's kind of one of those through lines through a lot of these phase four movies that's great i think he's yeah. an entertaining character and i think i mean i think the end of this movie when they go karaoke with him that's pretty funny that is funny <laughs> um yes but yes ben kingsley's return as trevor the guy Slattery. Who, yeah who plays the i was about to say the mandalorian the <laughs> mandarin um in Iron Man 3, which I just hated that. Boy, did I hate that. Oh, see, twist. I, I really liked that twist. And I that, that twist split a lot of people. So we kind of represent both sides of that argument. Because, yeah, there are people that hated it. There are people that liked it. Well, it's not just the, it's not the twist in of itself, but the fact that you had this really cool, intimidating villain, and then it, all, and it turned out to be these really lame group of villains instead. Mm-hmm. And that turned into just a very underwhelming third act from what i can remember i only saw it once yeah i did not like it um and unbelievable i loved i unbelievable i loved ben kingsley in this he was fantastic (laughs) it's um i i kind of guessed he was going to make some sort of appearance because disney released on disney plus a like long forgotten little short they had re- I think it was released on like the Thor the Dark World DVD or something but it was like they used to make these little things called one shots which are basically short films that kind of flesh out the MCU a little bit but there was this one one shot called All Hail the King and it was basically it showed this character Trevor Slattery in prison after the events of Iron Man 3 and he gets interviewed by this guy. And it, sh- it shows kind of his life in prison and everything. He gets interviewed by this guy who at the end of the short film turns out to have been working for the real Mandarin. And like ca- and like basically take- like takes him. Like breaks him out of prison and takes him. Um, hmm. And it was kind of thought for a while that that was purely made just to like get people who were angry about that twist to like shut up. 
<laughs> be like, hey, there is a real Mandarin out there, so like, shut up about it. Um, but now it actually ties in, uh, into the MCU, um, and now we know where he ended up after that short film. And we got a really good real Mandarin. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I think I I think ultimately, even though I I mean, I, yeah, I think this works out overall. Uh, Trevor's great in this movie. He is purely there pretty much for comic relief and for references to older movies but i i think it works so well um his uh chemistry with morris the furry <laughs> turkey with the wings was remarkable i uh i can't remember what they're called but apparently like faceless demons are like a big thing in chinese like uh like mythology they're very hmm. important to Chinese mythology. So I, I did look into it a little bit. I just can't remember what their names are. That thing was hilarious yeah, and was adorable. Morris. And uh, I could not get enough of Morris. And he, tr- tr- Morris Trevor, looked like a big was. pillow pet or something. <laughs> just was like just the way it emoted it. with its wings and yeah. it been like the noises it made. It was just so silly and stupid and like you can just tell it just fit the rest of the movie so well mm-hmm. of like especially from Katie Aquafina's character's point of view of just like what the heck is going on but <laughs> yeah. let's just go on the ride man <laughs> uh, and it was just in- it was so enjoyable and how they're just like nonchalantly going about like these life or death harrowing situations yeah um What else should we get into? Um, I guess getting into... We can get into the fights or something. Um, the bus fight is pretty awesome. and that's I like the, the part where they're like... I can't remember if they're in the tunnel or something, but he just like punches the guy out the window. Yeah. <laughs> I literally went like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I mean, it makes sense, especially as you find out more about his backstory, that he doesn't care if people die like i mean he's not going out of his way to kill people because that's not who he is but if these people are like attacking him he'll defend himself and if they die it's like oh whatever they attacked him so i kind of i mean obviously marvel disney they're not going to show anything gruesome but i appreciate that aspect to his character it was just fun to watch. I mean, it was just more interesting than people floating and shooting lasers at each other, or magic spells or mm-hmm. something. And it I, just was more interesting. That you you get more micro, you get moments with that sort of stuff, and it's mm-hmm. more intimate than than the floating laser stuff, which is just kind of noise. I just want to know how they did that whole bus sequence. Because it, it's it's so impressive. I think that it is. that is probably the most impressive fight scene. Even though I do, I also like the one on the side of the building and all that. Yeah. But it's just it's incredible. Well, I the one on the side of the building blew my mind. From like, how did they do these reflections? That's true. Yeah. From a CGI standpoint, I just was like, I they must have my guess, and I don't know if this is going to mean anything to you. I'm sure that. The corridor digital guys will eventually take a look at this. They're the ones who I like to watch on YouTube. Yeah, but I'm guessing they made a CGI wall to replace the wall, like a, a ref, like a. They basically replaced the glass of the the building with a CGI version of it, and used and projected the models onto or models onto that or something to recreate it. 
and then cut around each of the characters in every single frame or had some sort of green screen or something. But I, I just, I have no idea how they did it. I mean, it was just, I was mind blowing from a visual effects standpoint to me. Yeah, it, it looked so good. It, would, it looked like they were fighting on the side of a building. Well, it's incredible because, I mean, obviously this it, this is no small budget movie, but from a Marvel perspective, this is. Like, this movie has quite a... This, small, this movie has a lot smaller budget than Black Widow, and I think it looks a lot better than that movie did. Um, But, I mean, just, yeah, all the, like, your, those visual effects and everything, it just looks so good. I don't... I don't there was nothing in Black Widow where I was like, hmm, how did they do that? Yeah. Or how did they do that stunt? Or how did they pull off that visual effect? This one, I was like, how are they doing this? I genuinely just did not know how, mm-hmm. how they were pulling these things off. And I'm very curious to find out because they, they did an excellent job. And and um, uh, even though, so I the, the end is a CGI heavy. It's a little bit like DC at the end of the movie. Everything's a whole CGI thing. But I will say that i they everything was very well told in terms of you knew the location of everything mm-hmm. like you weren't disoriented it was like you have the village part you have this lake and then you have this like mountain and it's very clear where everything is happening you're not disoriented at all and i think that was at least well done although i would have liked to have seen the village be more practical or just I'm yeah. guessing a lot of it was practical, but the way they just didn't blend it, it just felt very well CGI. Like initially, when the like the two groups are fighting each other, I think that's pretty good. But I mean, most of that is in camera. You don't need CG for that. But once they start fighting the other monsters, then yeah, it gets soul suckers, the soul sucker things. Yeah, I mean, even then, I mean, you still have cool sword technique and everything on display but it's just kind of it's swinging at the air (laughs) technically (laughs) so (laughs) um Um, yeah i mean i just i liked how i mean the father figure i think was the best character of the movie he's an antagonist but he's he's human i love how he was like redeemed like he had changed yeah that yeah that was become the person he wanted to be and then this tragic thing happened where his wife was murdered which i was for a while the movie i thought the mom was still alive i was pretty convinced the mom was still alive but i i like how um, we haven't mentioned this yet but i thought the the flashbacks were weaved into the narrative very well yeah in a a way that felt very natural it didn't feel it did not interrupt the pacing it was when we needed a little bit of a character moment it was there to deliver that and it didn't sit there too long it was told non-linearly but it played out over the perfect amount of time, I think, in, in just the right places. So I thought it was a really good example of how to how to approach flashbacks. Yeah, I mean, the movie does start with quite a few flashbacks, but I think the way they paced out, especially Shang-Chi's childhood stuff, it would be a lot more interesting than if they just had all that at the beginning and then went into his adult stuff because mm-hmm. that whole time we would just be waiting for him to get to be an adult and kick some butt. Um, but yeah, now that it's paced out, I agree. It's, well, it's and I agree awesome. that pretty good observation that we really are in Aquafina's character's shoes, Katie's shoes, that we are kind of learning all these things, all these things about him along with her. We're a little bit ahead of her, but we're, we're not that far ahead of her. Um, mm-hmm. 
I do think maybe the sister character gets a little redundant. I don't think she adds a ton. Yeah, to the um, movie. I I just don't think the movie knows what to do with her because I think, uh, like, she is like she has the potential to be a lot more interesting, and have a lot more cool things. I mean, she she still fights very well, you know. And I mean, I kind of like that she, even though their father was a abusive she was still more neglected than shang chi was and i i think that's like interesting but they just i don't think they play into that enough like she's angry at him for a little bit and then they're basically they're just she's just kind of a female version of him yeah and and it's like they're trying to comment on on you you know gender roles in in chinese society Mm -hmm. and but they just kind of touch upon it and they don't really say anything other than, yep, she kind of just got forgotten and now she beats people up and she's really good at beating people up. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the fight scene between her and, and Shang-Chi is pretty good. I like that fight a lot uh, in the ring, but yeah, she just, she doesn't add much. I guess in terms, maybe she's just there to be someone who can understand where Shang-Chi is coming from. Yeah, that's probably it. And what he's dealt with. But yeah, and it doesn't seem like they're going to be that connected going forward into the MCU. But yeah, I don't, I don't, the, this is going to be like, I, I, I feel like only, only my dad will get this reference, but, um, the end where she gets like like the end credit scene where she becomes the leader of the Ten Rings, presumably. It reminds me a lot of where they left the Luke Cage series at. Where suddenly like the Luke Cage series takes a weird turn at the end that I never fully understood, where all of a sudden, like, Luke Cage takes control of this nightclub in Harlem that like previously had been owned by all of these like gang members and was notoriously a very seedy location and a problem for him throughout the series and it was just weird for me because then it, they made it seem like he was becoming some sort of crime lord and it didn't make sense with this character and i kind of got that sense here a bit too i was like why is she leading this like terrorist organization I and i'm like are they i honestly i later was like are they so are they good guys or bad guys like yeah i was like are they where, where are we at here are they in the middle are they mercenaries are they like the black widows but they're just martial artists yeah i, I was so confused by I, w- I didn't understand what was going on there i was looking at the cast list apparently one of the characters in this was a former black widow but i don't think they ever say that so i don't know who it was <laughs> like one of the ones who got freed in the black widow movie hmm. um the other post-credit scene they're just like well Welcome to the Avengers. Your life is over now. Let's party. Let's do karaoke and <laughs> Yeah, I I I mean unfortunately, I mean the after credit scene doesn't really give us a lot to work with. It's just kind of like, oh, they're sending out a signal that I like I have no idea what it could be for. I don't think there's really any precedent in the comics, so I don't really have any insight to that as to what it's hinting at, but I guess all I guess it just means that those rings are alien in origin. That's about all we know now. I oh yep. I I did want to mention I, I could have mentioned this in non spoilers. Apparently the so the ten rings in the comics are like power rings. 
they're more like each kind of like the infinity stones yeah, right? yeah yeah and so that's like why they didn't do that is because they didn't want him to just be the infinity stones again so they're like we need to do something a little different yeah because it could be like why don't you just have like one ring or two rings yeah well i that's what i was like I was wondering since Shang-Chi he has them now and they're these like really powerful weapons that give him eternal life technically if he wears them. I was wondering if like most of them were going to get destroyed and then he would only have a couple which would then like it would augment his abilities enough that he could still do kung fu and maybe fight like bigger threats but he wouldn't be overpowered i don't know i was wondering if they were going to do something like that but no he still has all of them so we'll see what to do with that yeah um, i mean um what was i gonna say i lost it i had a thought and then i lost it holden <laughs> i'll go i'm looking for it in my brain uh, one thing that did strike by me was like if if the dad was so powerful and lived forever, why wasn't he just like in charge of the entire world rather than like kind of behind the scenes and Yeah, I mean I I think that's a there's there's I feel like that's a problem you have with any character like that cuz I mean Well, it's, I guess it, I mean if you are if everybody knows you're immortal, then everybody's going to have like a target on your head. That's true. So, I guess and, doing it from the shadows is maybe the smarter thing to do. And yeah, and he's immortal, but he's not invincible, so like yeah. he can get killed. He's just he won't die of old age. Uh, uh boy, I cannot remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, I did think, uh, I mean, Katie, you know, was a very good, as I said, point of view character, very good comedy, comedy relief character. But I did like that, you know, she had stuff to do at the end of the movie. Like she did play a crucial role in defeating the, the big evil, the big. Yeah. But shooting bow and arrow is hard, man. It is. It's hard. (laughs) Like she's not going to something like that. She should add one of those things from the end of game of Thrones. They're the dragon slayer things yeah she should have one of those named it at them because <laughs> one little arrow is gonna do that much damage i don't know about that um i liked that the lion things were like the the chinese yeah. interpretation of lions i'd like that too that was a nice touch um yeah that was just that was a neat detail um hmm yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just can't get over the villain. Honestly, I, I, we mentioned that he's sympathetic, but I, I mean, the fact that he like hears his wife, like I feel like I would do the same thing. Like if he was that, you can't blame him. And yeah. literally, that's like the one thing that made him human. Yeah, and, and he I mean, wants to be good. Like he's literally wants to be the good guy. And they say that like I mean, he pushed his kids away because they reminded him of her. And it's just, I mean, I feel like I feel bad for it. I mean, from an outside perspective, I'm like, obviously, don't try to free, like there's like don't bash that door thing open. Well, but, and I also like how they literally were like, hey, don't bash the door open. This is going to happen. And he's just like, I don't believe you. I think you're trying to lie to me rather than they just never said anything. Yeah. Because yeah. I was worried about that when they were like, oh, I'm like, is this is going to be one of those things where they if they could have just avoided this whole thing, if they just would have sat down and talked about it. But. 
they did. They tried. And he just was like, I don't believe you. Which is very understandable because they rejected him. I also like that he thinks the, the name Mandarin is stupid. He's like, <laughs> well, I'm not named after an orange. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Because like, this guy is the Mandarin, but not in name. He, I, the character's name is Wenwu. Um, and technically, he's a fully original character. But I mean, he basically is just the Mandarin. Um, yeah. But... The Mandarin is kind of a stupid name, so, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, otherwise, I think I'm, I'm good, Holden. I think what I am, too. Yeah. All right. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, so briefly mentioned What If earlier. Um, what if is, I, I think it's pretty good. I think you should give it another shot after that first episode is by far the worst one. (laughs) It is. It's just, I will get around to it sometime. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's not been a priority. The new episode, um, my dad said it was his least favorite, but honestly, I, I don't, I think I might like the Chadwick Boseman star Lord one the most still, but this one was really good. Um, it kind of focuses on Doctor Strange and like the difference is instead of um, him getting in the car accident and losing access to his hands, he is actually in the car with his um, girlfriend from the movie who's played by Rachel McAdams. Um, he's in the car with her and she ends up dying. And so the whole episode is like a very mature examination of grief and like like how far will you go to try to save someone and he becomes like corrupted by this idea and stuff and it's and I mean the episode is very serious and the ending was also just like very serious I was not like there's not I mean I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything but so is it like the pet cemetery of the MCU it's better than I, it's better than pet cemetery. <laughs> that is um, a low bar. Um, yeah, and I just I mean it was it was a pretty great episode. Apparently, this next week is the Marvel Zombies one, so I'm I'm excited for that. Um, Have they connected at all? Um, Excuse me. No, but I think it's going to. All right. And there's, Has there's, Jeffrey Wright done anything except say something at the very end of the show or the beginning? Yes. Okay. Yes. This newest episode, something happens. That I, I mean, it's not anything big, but I will say something happens in this newest episode, and which makes me think that he finds out he's an AI. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Um. Yeah. Uh, so beyond that, I, we talked about texas chainsaw massacre earlier with that news but that happened to time well because i just watched the old texas chainsaw massacre 2 from 1984 i believe or 86 it's one of the two um and directed by the director of the original uh who is also the director of poltergeist so he's toby hooper toby hooper yeah um and it was it was awesome honestly it's very different from the original because this one's like a black comedy it's like a parody of the first one almost 
Um, for anyone familiar out there, it's kind Leatherface of... accidentally drops his chainsaw and cuts oh, off his leg. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Um, anyone familiar out there, it, it reminds me of like what Sam Raimi did with Evil Dead 2, where it's, it is a sequel, but it's also kind of just a parody of the first movie. Um, and so this one, it's just, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's very over the top. Um, I think at least two of the actors who play the family in the original return, I know... Yeah, I think at least two of them do. The guy It's a different guy who plays Leatherface. Um, but you have Dennis Hopper in this movie. A very famous actor, Dennis Hopper. He's like the lead. And he just goes crazy in this movie. He's, he is chewing the scenery hard. There's one point where he's like dual-wielding chainsaws. <laughs> like... And just like going ballistic. I... this It was so funny. And I think like... It, it feels like it's a companion piece to the first one. From what I can tell, like, it wasn't that well received when it came out, but people like it a lot more now because they can appreciate that it's a parody of the first one. But I just, it was hilarious. It was not at all what I was expecting. It's on Amazon Prime for anyone interested. Um, last night I watched Machete. Uh, Which one's that one? That's uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez. It's okay. starring Danny Trejo. Um, and it's based off of one of the trailers from his and Tarantino's Grindhouse double feature, um, where they had a bunch of directors do fake trailers. Um, one of them was for Machete, and it's just Danny Trejo, who even back then was old. I think he was like 70 when they made this movie. Um and it's it's just him like in this b movie uh exploitation film <laughs> just him like gutting people with a machete and like dis like killing people it's it, it was really funny it's very over the top robert de niro is the villain which i <laughs> did not know going into it um it's got a lot of actors in it that i was like what <laughs> you're just in this movie okay um and uh, it doesn't take itself seriously at all. I mean, if you've if you've ever seen any of his movies like Sin City or the Spy Kids movies, <laughs> they all like he either has like kid friendly or very violent films, but they all weirdly have like the same feel to them. He's got a very distinct style, consistent between all of his movies. Um, but I thought it was really fr funny, very on the nose social commentary although i think it was it's even more on the nose now than it was back then it feels very weirdly ahead of its time in a lot of ways um but very entertaining yeah um i watched creep 2 i saw creep 1 a while ago have you ever seen either of those the creep oh and i really like those movies oh yeah that's right i think we talked about it before i feel like i was the one who told you you need to watch them that could be you said yeah it was all right <laughs> yeah i liked the second one more i can't remember which one i I liked both of them yeah i think they want i think they're making a third one yeah they are i yeah i was more lukewarm on the first one but i actually i liked this one quite a bit more maybe i just need to go back to the first one again maybe i'll like it more but i yeah i thought it was great um yeah, beyond that, I've just been watching 
I've been keeping up on Reservation Dogs. I keep forgetting to mention that. That show's great. Um, weekly episodes coming out. What We Do in the Shadows just premiered, but I haven't watched the new episodes to that yet. Been watching the Venture Brothers, like I mentioned last week. Um, in terms of games, I actually haven't played a ton. Although I just, just kind of for no reason, because I don't know how long, much longer I'm going to be in Lincoln. So I just wanted a game that I didn't have to commit to. I've been playing the original, original Doom. Mm. <laughs> uh, just because it was on Game Pass and you know simple to download since it takes like two seconds. And I mean, it's. It, uh, I certainly don't think it would be for everyone in the modern day, but it's a very, very satisfying game to play. Pretty easy to pick up and just play a level because the levels aren't too long. Probably beat a level in like five minutes. So it's it's pretty easy to play casually. Um, yeah. Have you, have you noticed yourself becoming more violent? No. Can't say I have. Okay. <laughs> so, that theory is falling apart a little bit here. Just a little bit. Um, that's it for me though what about you Jimmy what are you doing I so last night my sister was in town this weekend last time she was in town we watched Hereditary so naturally we watched Midsommar this time around which was my second time viewing that movie now excellent still fantastic Mm -hmm. man Ari Aster is just a great filmmaker can't wait to see what he does next Um, yeah his yeah I don't I don't uh, I think that's coming out next year his next one with Joaquin Phoenix um I always forget how funny his movies are there's a very dark humor to his his movies yeah that I just forget about because I'm just so disturbed (laughs) after the first viewing (laughs) that the second time when I know what's happening I can be like oh that's hilarious and then uh yeah it's just again great I think I would prefer rewatching Hereditary, but I don't know if I like one better. I just really like both of those movies a lot. Did you did you watch the original version? Or did you watch the director's cut? I think so. I'm kind of mad at Amazon because there was two versions, and I couldn't tell a difference. One was 4K, and I accidentally I didn't realize I just did Midsummer, and I just selected the first one that came up. And it was not the 4K one. So, because I was like, this quality does not look as good as other things on Amazon Prime. I was surprised. And I was like, oh, there's another version right next yeah, to it that says I 4K. Amazon does that. I don't understand why they do that. It's for, for pretty much any movie within the last few years. You have to double check and see if there's a separate. Like, why would you not just put that with the rest of it? Yeah. I, some sort of coding thing, I'm guessing. But. That was a little disappointing. It still looked like pretty good, but there was some weird like artifacting and just not as sharp as I'm like, huh, oh, that's a bummer because it's a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, it was two and a half hours, so I don't. I think that's how long the original one was. I don't remember them being more stuff. Okay, but I also was like, oh, I didn't remember that part. I have, but it the- was. I have the Blu-ray, which I think has the director's cut on it, but I haven't watched it yet, so I need to do that. And whatever it was, it was really good. Yeah. So, um, and then I've I just I essentially com- replayed the story of God of War. I finished the boss battle at the end of the game. Oh, nice. And I just haven't done the epilogue yet. Um, excellent boss battle. Yeah, it's 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 very good. And it kind of goes back to our discussion from last week that 
boss battles for me are very polarizing. Like it's either like a culmination of the skills you've been developing through the game and super satisfying, or it's like learn how to, you know, watch for like these patterns that, but, and then do this one mechanic that you're just learning. And that's how the game ends or whatever. Um, but I think this God of War was a culmination of like the whole game leading up to that, which was great. You gonna go beat the Valkyrie Queen? I, I'm thinking about it. I'm just the. the did, you, did you do it before? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I'm I'm playing it on the easiest setting right now because I was oh. playing it on normal, and I'm like, the enemies were kind of. I I just I was like, oh, I'll just go to the the easiest one, see how it's like, and I just had a lot more fun. I just felt a lot better. Not that I was dying a lot on normal. It's just like the enemies just had more health and stuff, and just felt cool to just like take out enemies faster and feel more powerful so i have to say i think beating the valkyrie queen is one of my most pride my my, my most proud gaming achievements because i, well, I, I spent you, hours on normal yeah i played on it? normal yeah i spent a long time like refighting it and like when you fight it there's like an intro like battle animation that happens it's just like oh, a few every seconds time long. yeah every time and so that's just like ingrained in my head at this point <laughs> it's just a few seconds long but i remember it because it happened to me so many times i have like picked up a few new trophies this time um that's good so but yeah, it's fun. I really like it. I'm trying. I I picked up a whole bunch of VR games that were on sale. They had a huge VR sale, so just haven't gotten around to playing them yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, like like I expect you to die. Uh, the room, a dark matter VR. Uh, Gorn, Shadow Legends. Oh, not yeah. to be I've confused with the Raid Shadow Legends. But. They were all on my wish list, and they were all, like, over 50% off. So I was like, I'll just get them. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'll be VRing it up sometime. It might not be until Christmas, but sometime. Eventually down the line. But that's... Oh, and I finished rewatching True Detective Season 1. Oh, fantastic. Still very good. Yes, yeah, still fantastic. Still amazing. So I think that's it. Holden, you can take us home. Next week, we got Malignant, James yeah. Wan's next film. Hopefully, Malignant. it's good, but I kind of doubt it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Malign- I mean, James Wan has a good track record, but I, I don't know. There's, I just, I mean, the only hype I have from this movie is with his name attached. So, that's about it. Uh, this, it's another movie releasing simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. So, catch it whichever way you prefer. I think we're probably going to watch it on HBO Max. Yes. Um, So, yeah, that's next week. And then in two weeks, we've got like a a couple weeks of um, nothing, really. I know Dear Evan Hansen's at the end of the month, but I the more the closer that gets, the less I care about it. So I'm not even I'm not even going to push it. Um, But I think in two weeks we'll do Swiss Army Man as our next request. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, but if you want to request, you can do so. I don't remember. Do we have another request after Swiss Army Man? Yeah, we've got like Frozen and uh, Dune from the 80s. But I don't want to watch that before New okay. Dune. So. so we'll probably do Frozen, I guess, um, in a couple weeks. But a few weeks, I guess. But uh, weeks. 
it's too bad because Amadeus is playing at the State Theater this next weekend, oh, which yeah. I have not seen. I really want to see it, but we have Malignant. I was hoping it was two weekends away. We could I mean, we that. could we could do both. We could, but I don't think I have time for that next That's weekend, true. unfortunately. I yeah, I actually saw that. I th- I might I might try to go to that. So if you want to go, I might accompany you because I, I I like I don't think I'm gonna have time for it, but yeah, I would like the to movie, go. <laughs> it's the director's cut too, so the movie's like three hours long at least. Is it on a streaming service? No, it no. doesn't look like it. Um. Yeah, but if you want to leave us a request, since we're we're going to be cleaning up the ones we have, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and leave it in the review if you haven't done that already. But if you have done that or don't have iTunes, you can send us an email at tauntpodcast at gmail.com. Have the request in that email. Or you can donate to our Patreon. All viable ways of getting us a request. Yep. So, yeah, Malignant next week. Very excited. That's it. All righty. All right. Adios, pantalones. Love you.